feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Watch me. That is what President Biden is saying in this recent interview that he did. Uh, it is stunning. Uh, this is with PBS's News Hour, Judy Woodruff. No surprise, first of all, President Biden barely does any interviews these days because he doesn't want to talk about his problems. He doesn't want to talk about the polls. He doesn't want to ask, uh, you know, to have to deal with any serious questions. And that's why I think he took a soft target, which is PBS's Judy Woodruff, who's a nice woman. I've known her for a long time. But in the interview, she said, you know, Mr. President, even she has to ask the obvious. And we all saw it during the State of the Union. It was like, you know, Mr. President, uh, you're 80 years old. You're going to be 86 if you do do a second term. Uh, Isn't it getting tough? What do you say to your critics? And he's like, watch me. Watch me. That was his response. Uh, So we're going to talk more about that big interview in a little bit and get your take on President Biden, who seems to be in deflection land, in denial land. Everything about this interview is like, no, China's not a problem. No, my age is not a problem. No, the polls aren't a problem. Hunter Biden, not a problem. It's like, what land is this guy living in? What land or what problems is this guy living in? And does he indeed understand what's going on with this country and also the threats that are coming to this country. So first off, just here's a little bit, because in this interview with President Biden and Judy Woodruff, he basically says all the problems that exist in America, well, every single problem basically is the result of President Trump. Take a listen. Looking at why the country's so divided politically, culturally, What do you think? Why do you think it is? Well, I think it's a number of reasons. Number one, I think that uh, we, uh, um, there was a deliberate effort by the last guy to to play on people's fears and to uh, appeal to uh, base instincts. I mean, uh, and it's just, it's not who we are. It's not who we are, that the last guy was playing on emotions left and right is what he claims. Well, if you look at the facts, we had a very secure border then. We had a good economy then. Uh, We didn't have all these threats from the outside. Now look what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. My goodness. Look at what's happening with China and that hot air balloon. We're going to talk about some major developments about that later on in the hour. Boy, is there a lot to discuss. And our next guest is Todd Starnes. He is an amazing national radio host from the Todd Starnes Show. Also, uh, his show airs on our great affiliate in Memphis, WVAM, the Mighty 990, uh, one of our great affiliates that we absolutely love. And, of course, his show is there and everywhere else across the country. And Todd just did an exclusive interview with former President Trump to get his take on the country And boy, is it a lot different uh, than the bizarre perspective that we hear from President Biden. Here's a little bit of this great interview that Todd Starnes just recently did with President Trump. And he basically asked him about President Biden and the situation in our country today. Take a listen to Trump's response. 
It's a country in decline. We're in serious decline. It's a country that's not respected and laughed at all over the world. It's a country that should have easily stopped the Ukraine-Russia situation. I could have stopped that with a phone call. It wouldn't have started. You know, I mean, we weren't four years. Nobody ever heard of this. And I thought, actually, when, when Putin started lining up along the border, and I actually think that's what he expected, too. But the country, our country, was so weak. Do you remember when Biden said, well, maybe they're going to take some of it, essentially. And you say, you know, that's not a good message to have. So it's, uh, that's something that shouldn't have started. You look at inflation, it's actually really bad. Uh, the recent numbers just came out are really, really bad. And so many things. You look at that horrible Afghanistan withdrawal that nobody's ever seen anything like that. It was, uh, I think, the lowest day in the history of our country. And a very big thing is you look at millions of people, I think maybe 15 million. But you look at millions and millions of people are pouring into the country. And nobody knows who they are. Nobody knows where they come from. They're terrorists. And, and, you know, they're releasing their prisoners. They're releasing their people from mental institutions into our country, Todd. You know that very well. And who can blame them? Who can blame them? You know, the cost that they're saving. And uh, literally, you look at some of their mental institutions now and they're empty. And you know where the people are? They're in the United States of America, the American dream. It's a disgrace what's happening to our country. Wow. Well, it was a wide-ranging, big exclusive interview with former President Trump. And joining us now here on the Rita Cosby Show is the man himself who conducted that, uh, my buddy, Todd Starnes. Todd, great to have you here on the show. Rita Cosby, the queen of talk radio from border to border, coast to coast. Great to be with you tonight. Well, you know, I'm glad to be part of royalty because you're the king of talk radio. So so we've got the whole reigning uh, duo right here. OK, so this is great. And I love you. I love the fact that you did this amazing interview with the president. And I had to get you on, my friend, um, because you got some really interesting stuff. Let's first talk about what we just played, that clip where he was like reciting, uh, boy, the world and our country are basically in turmoil. What a different picture than we heard from the State of the Union with President Biden. Biden, and he really reminded a lot of people of, you know what, under me, the border was safe. Our country was a lot safer. Our enemies feared us. Uh, and they don't seem to feel that way now. What was your sense from the interview with the president? Yeah, I think the president is is still very uh, uh, tuned in to what's happening on the national and international stage. Uh, the, the mainstream media really doesn't give him his due when it comes to that. Of course, they never have, Rita. Uh, but this president is well aware of what's going wrong in the country and how to fix it. And I think that's one of the reasons why the polling numbers continue to, to look so strong in his favor. Uh, new polls out today showing that he would um, that he would be the preferred nominee for the Republican nomination in 2024. And that's one of the reasons why uh, there's a lot that's broken in this country. There are a lot of burning dumpster fires right now. And I think Donald Trump is the only one with the courage and the strength and the determination to fix what is broken. How does he feel about now the fact that these Hunter Biden hearings are starting to finally kind of heat up? Um, We just saw them starting this week. And in many ways, it's revealing between that and Twitter files and all these things of just the unbelievable suppression. I, I mean, to me, it is so shocking to know that the American public, so much of the American public didn't know about the Hunter Biden laptop because 
Twitter and a lot of social media companies blocked out the New York Post. They blocked out any reference to the story. Their only reason this week was, well, I'm so sorry. Uh, Maybe we shouldn't have done that. Um, Does he still feel like there is so much work undone in his presidency uh, that he wants to obviously continue part two? Do you feel sort of the hunger in him and the frustration still about what happened last time? I, I get that feeling, Rita. I really do. And, and it's, and he's, and he's owed it, Rita. Again, go back and look at what we now know. The Russia collusion, that was all a hoax. All of that was just not true. So you take away these big alleged scandals that we now know were just simply not true. They were lies. You've got a president who should be in the middle of his second term. You have a president who would have won in a landslide. But what did we hear yesterday on Capitol Hill, Rita? We heard that Twitter executives at the highest level, they interfered in a presidential election. Congressman Clay Higgins from Louisiana talking about that yesterday and telling those Twitter executives flat out, you know what, you think you're in hot water now. Uh, Just wait until you get prosecuted, because what you did was a crime. And I believe it is a crime. And I believe this president is looking for justice. And and quite frankly, he deserves it, Rita. The man has the mainstream media painted a portrait of this man that turned out to be a fabrication. It turned out to be a lie. And the question is, will the American people see through all of that? Can they undo all of that in their minds? And understand that this is a good and decent man who loves America and truly wanted to put America first. You know, it's interesting because you and I um, have both known him a long time. And every time I have talked with him, there is no doubt in my mind that he loves this country, uh, that he loves our men and women in uniform, uh, law enforcement, military. Um, There is, you know, red, white and blue through him and through and through. And it's it's not when the cameras are rolling always. It's often off the cameras. I mean, it's sincere is my point. And when when you see that and you hear that, um, did you really get a sense of, boy, what a difference from the way we feel about this president, who in many ways, you know, I talked about the open border, Todd. I talked about China. Look how vulnerable in the way he handled the hot air balloon. You know, I thought, boy, if he thinks he's John Wayne taking out a hot air balloon that traversed across our country for eight days and that was the best he could do. Um, it is such night and day. And, and every time I've talked to the president, uh, President Trump, I get the sense he feels not just he feels deprived, but he also feels like he wants to make a difference in this country, sitting back and going, God, I could have done that differently. I could have handled this differently. I could help the American people this way. Do you get that same sense of just how he wants to make sure America gets back on track? I sure do. And and to your point of just the this personal side of the president, I know you've been to Mar-a-Lago a lot, and I've been down there as well. And one of the things that always makes me smile you're in this lavish estate, and the guy has his mother's meatloaf on the <laughs> right, menu right, at Mar-a-Lago. Right. It, you know, it's just kind of it, – and it's really good meatloaf. By the way, again, by the I way, think, it is great meatloaf. I, I love really that meatloaf. <laughs> but to the point, I mean, he's a da- – I know it's crazy, you know, a multi-bazillionaire, but the guy is just down home. And uh, and that comes across. But, you know, by the way, to your point, he did – he did share some news with us about the about the Chinese spy balloon, uh, because, you know, Millie came right out and said, oh, well, those things flew over the, the country during the Trump administration. And President Trump pushed back on that. He said that flat out did not happen. And but again, Rita, let's just let's just take Millie's word at it. You know, if, in fact, that was true, you had a member of the Pentagon who was 
who knew that the Chinese were flying spy balloons over the country, and they kept that information from the commander-in-chief intentionally. Uh, I'd like to know, why was General Milley not at Fort Leavenworth? Uh, why was he at the State of the Union address? That is that is a federal crime, what he did, if in fact it went down as you know General Milley said it did. And you know, Todd, also, I thought back to of the time, remember, when he was uh, there during Trump's time, of course, Biden extended him. But when he was there during Trump's time, remember, it came out that he actually told the Chinese, basically, remember, according to reports, um, basically, I'll give you a heads up if there's a problem. I mean, that that to me, between that and withholding information, if indeed this is true, I, I agree with you. It is outrageous. And you think about all the odds up against President Trump dealing with all these layers from Millie and everybody else. And the fact he's still standing and wants to come back and help America is really amazing. Rita, we had Senator James Langford on the show earlier today. He was in that classified briefing. He couldn't tell us a lot, uh, but he he suggested that a lot of the questions we have about this Chinese spy balloon are in, are incredibly severe and apparently a lot of Democrats are asking some some hard hitting questions as well. Now that we know this spy balloon was equipped uh, with gear that was targeting uh, some of our most secret uh, secret military installations uh, and the fact that this thing should have been shot down over the Aleutian Islands. Uh, apparently, one member of the, the Biden administration was not, you know, facetiously here, but they weren't aware that Alaska is actually a part of the United States. Um, but it's wow. just un, it's unbelievable that they allowed this Chinese spy balloon to literally traverse our nation, knowing what knowing all along that it was a very dangerous piece of equipment. It wasn't some sort of an innocent weather balloon. Absolutely. And it is just such a stark contrast. I can't even imagine President Trump letting it come anywhere near U.S. territory. I mean, it would have been like it would have been eviscerated in five seconds if Trump had been in office. What a contrast. Um, Todd Starnes, you are awesome. And your interview is so fantastic. We're going to be playing more of it here later on in the show, too. And always great to have you on, my friend. And you have a lot of fans down here in Memphis on KWAM AM 990. Uh, By the way, you're winning your time slot down here. Just huge numbers. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. And by the way, you know how much I love Memphis. So we got to do something together there in Memphis or next time you come back into the city. You know, I love Memphis is one of my favorite cities in the world. And to be on the great mighty 990, nothing better than that. You, me, Elvis karaoke at Graceland. I I can see it now, Rita. You know what? I'll be dancing behind you. You'll be the singer, okay? (laughs) Todd, I love you. Thank you, my friend. Take care, Rita. Thank you. The great Todd Starnes. When we come back, everybody, what is your take? What a contrast that we were just talking about with Todd and Trump versus Biden. What a contrast in leadership. What a contrast in style. And now new details on how extensive That Chinese spy balloon operation is. It's not just one balloon. There are said to be hundreds of them that have been operating all over the world. And now this new one, by the way, some new details that there was English writing on this and it was Western made. So who's working with the Chinese? So many questions tonight. We're going to talk about all of that and more on Todd's great interview. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
And we are talking about President Trump and President Biden. And boy, the way they would have handled the China spy balloon incident, a whole lot different. And this comes as new details are coming out and just how extensive this spy balloon was, how it went over very sensitive facilities in the United States, uh, about 10 different facilities. This is really scary. And now it turns out that they found out that the parts to the balloon that they actually took down, remember when Biden finally had the guts to take it down after it crossed across America, got all the you know intelligence it needed, everything else. Finally, he decides to take it down uh, right off Surfside Beach in South Carolina, a beautiful area. Uh, remember, I'm a University of South Carolina gal, so I know that area well. I've golfed. I've, I've lost many a golf ball in that area. But anyway, President Biden finally had the guts to take it down there. And then at that point, they find out that there was writing on it that was English writing and also that the parts were Western made. And they say it was from a sanctioned company. So who is supplying China English writing Western parts? I think we need to get to the bottom of it. Who is working with China on their spy balloons? Is it an American company? I hope to goodness not. Well, you can bet if President Trump was in office, first of all, it wouldn't have touched one inch of U.S. territory, and he would get to the bottom of this. And Todd Starnes, who we just had on, asked President Trump uh, the question we're all wondering. Take a listen to this exchange that Todd had in his exclusive interview with the former president. Why do you think President Biden waited so long in giving that order to shoot it down? Uh, I think they're just very unsure of themselves. Uh, They knew about it long before. They knew about it when it was... I think before it got to Alaska, they knew about it. And I think they just are very unsure of themselves. And, you know, they should be based on results. They should be unsure of themselves. Yeah, they should be unsure of themselves. And it's actually very concerning now that we are learning more details about this operation and how extensive it is and how it may have been, quote, a dry run preparation for something much more serious And our president, the best he can do is wait eight days and then take it down. What a mess. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to John in Nevada. Go ahead, John. Your thoughts about all this. Hey, Rita. Uh, Donald Trump in the interview is exactly right. Our country has been in severe decline for the last two years, Um, be it. The war in Ukraine uh, not being prevented, not being dealt with properly, be it the Chinese balloon, uh, every little thing that comes up is not handled well, uh, as it would have been under Donald Trump. Uh, We have been in decline, and it is embarrassing. Um, If there was ever a need uh, six years ago to make America great again, there is certainly a need now to make America great again. You know, John, that's a great contrast because you're right. Like, sometimes you have to have a little bit of buyer's remorse, and people could be looking at it now. There are a lot of people who maybe didn't realize how good they had it in the country with low gas prices, a secure border, uh, lower crime rates. You know, people just take it for granted sometimes when things are good. And sometimes they need to see uh, uh, somebody who's slurring and meandering, not just verbally, but also in leadership, to realize what a contrast things are. And boy, what a stark contrast. And I think the Chinese spy balloon is really encapsulating it for a lot of people because there is no doubt that Trump would have shot it down in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat, and called Xi Jinping and said, you better reroute it or else. 
and our president doesn't even call the guy. What's up with that? This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story coming from Ogden, Utah, about technology that is helping our law enforcement. Well, this happened just recently where Sheriff's Corporal Jose Leon heard a 911 call coming from a youth basketball game in Far West Utah. Now, he was immediately, as soon as he heard that, he said, oh, my gosh, I have to go to the game site. Thankfully, because of new technology that streams 911 calls directly from the dispatch channels to deputies in their patrol vehicles, Corporal Leon heard the emergency being dispatched as he was heading into the doors at the emergency site. Now, response uh, response times are sped up from two to five minutes on some of these live 911 calls. And basically, as everybody knows, every second counts. Uh, And with your heart muscle, especially a heart attack or something like that, every second it isn't beating, it is breaking down. And so saving time on response time is huge. And in this case, uh, some of the officials at the Weber County Sheriff's Office said that Corporal Leon was on the scene before anybody else, and he provided CPR until the weather Fire, the Weber Fire District got there and they were able to take over care. Now, the boy received CPR. Then he was airlifted to a hospital. He underwent surgery. And word just came down just a few hours ago that the boy was being released to go home to finish his recovery and is going to be okay. What a great story about new technology and also the determination and just uh, giving of our law enforcement and bravo to the folks there in Ogden, Utah, and of course, all around the country. We love our men and women in blue here on the Rita Cosby Show. Well, we are talking about what a stark contrast it is from the way that President Biden handled the Chinese spy balloon. There's no doubt to the Pentagon that it was a spy balloon, that the balloon was taking in surveillance. It was going over all these sensitive sites in the United States. And everyone's still wondering. There was a classified briefing that took place not too long ago on Capitol Hill. And basically the gist of it was trying to explain why there was a delayed response. And the members of Congress who were in that classified briefing came out and told reporters, I can't tell you all the details, but we still have no clue why President Biden waited so long to respond. Why would you have not taken down the balloon before it hit U.S. soil? You knew it was coming. You had suspicions immediately of what it was, and you didn't do anything. You didn't call the Chinese and warn them, telling them to reroute it. You didn't take it down. You didn't do anything. You let it traverse across America, and then you take it down. How is that leadership? And boy, what a contrast that is to the way you can imagine that President Trump would have handled this. President Trump, in one second, would have taken it down. 
if it was anywhere near America, he would have called Xi Jinping directly and said, hey, listen, President Xi, uh, don't you dare think about putting anything on U.S. territory. If it goes one inch, it will be blown up. And there will also be other repercussions. And now we have such a different situation with President Biden. He seems weak. He seems feebling. And also, it seems that now China is the one talking about a response to America, as opposed to America saying there should be a response to China. We look like we have lost control of leadership in this country. And that, to me, is really sad and puts all of us, I think, at great risk. And I think weakness begets incredible strength from others. They take advantage of the situation. I think we're seeing it with Russia. We're seeing it clearly with other situations across the world. They saw what happened with the Afghanistan withdrawal. They're seeing what's happening with our border. And China is saying, hey, if we're going to start to tiptoe into the United States, now's a good time. And boy, did they show us up with this Chinese spy balloon. And if John Wayne, a.k.a. Biden, thinks the way he took out that balloon after across America makes him look uh, like the Wild West, like he's uh, big and bad, uh, he is fooling himself big time. He's certainly not fooling us. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is Senator Marsha Blackburn with her thoughts on Biden's handling of the big old balloon. This is a global network. China is putting this up. It's part of their surveillance. They are trying to spy and surveil whether it is dealing with our economy, whether it is great power competition, what they want to do dominate. They know that Joe Biden is Joe Biden is not going to do anything to them. Indeed, he let this thing sashay across the United States from one corner to the other and waited until it went into the Atlantic Ocean to shoot it down. I like that verb. Waited for it sashayed across the country like a little dance move. And that's what it was doing. And, you know, Xi Jinping was like, have have it do a little waltz over here and then have it do a little tango over this other facility and then have it do a little rumba over the other one. So... It was dance moves. I guess sachet was a good verb. That was a good one, Marsha Black. A little twirl, right? Keep twirling. Keep twirling. Go back again and let's see if we can twirl over that sensitive installation one more time. Very sad. And this is what Congressman Mike Garcia had to say because he said not only the way he handled the hot air balloon, but the way he handled it in the State of the Union. Here's this moment at a pivotal time where he absolutely had a chance to say to not just to America, but really China, because everybody was watching the State of the Union address. What is he going to say? Here's this big, big moment. What is he going to say? He sure hasn't acted tough. Maybe he's at least going to talk tough. He's going to do one of the two. Please, we're begging you. And so here's the moment at the State of the Union. He spends over an hour, and it's like a little blip, and he basically just kind of brags about taking down the hot air balloon as if that's something. Uh, It was astounding. And Congressman Mike Garcia said it spoke volumes of his leadership. Take a listen. In a, what, 73-minute long speech, he spent uh, one minute, which is about 1.3% of his time, on China writ large. And in that one minute, uh, he said that we are uh, in the strongest position relative to China that we've been in decades, which is absolutely absurd and astounding, not mentioning the fact that this uh, very slow-moving balloon just traversed the entire continental United States. And listen to this moron on MSNBC. I mean, this is amazing to me. This guy on MSNBC 
thinks that Biden was big and bold for not taking on China. Uh, I mean, being a mouse is a good thing is basically what he's saying. Take a listen to this one. Even these House Republicans will not separate themselves from Ukraine, but on China, what Joe Biden did tonight by not taking on China more aggressively was politically politically courageous, if you will, in terms of the domestic support. Because mm-hmm. as you know very well, the polling is that, you know, 75 percent of Americans... There's no downside getting tough on China. Yeah, right. there's no they downside. They want a tougher line, and yep. the Republicans are in line with that, and a lot of Democrats are. And there's going to be a resolution next week, and it's going to pass with Democratic support. Well, uh, not taking on China, are you kidding me? That was shameful. They understand toughness and they understand tough words and he didn't give them either and congresswoman mary miller suspects there's a reason why biden is tiptoeing sashaying around china we're in trouble as a country we had peace through strength under president trump and joe biden has just shown such weakness i believe the chinese are mocking us i mean look at our militaries focusing on on this woke agenda and pronouns and all this stuff while, um, you know, our recruitment levels are at all time lows. And Joe Biden is a compromised president. And we know that he is compromised with the Chinese and probably the Ukrainians. And, you know, it's it's a national security threat to our country. So maybe that's why he's soft on them. Either way, it ain't good. And if he is compromised, we got to get to the bottom of that. By the way, later on in the show, we're going to play more of that interview that he did with Judy Woodruff of PBS, uh, because in that interview, he basically dismisses the Hunter Biden issue, saying it's all politics. Uh, he No, they're there. You don't need to look into that. No big deal. Don't worry about the fact that my son has gotten tens of millions of dollars uh, from rogue leaders all over the world. And I still claim I know nothing about his business deals. Don't worry about that. He wants us to turn a blind eye to that. Uh, that is really amazing to me. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Ben. Line two. Ben, your thoughts about the way President Biden has handled China and the fact that he literally spent one minute out of his 73 minutes uh, in that State of the Union address. It was shameful. Yeah, I agree. It surely was shameful. And I do think the um, the Chinese communists have something um, under their sleeves uh, with, um, you know, um, his son, Hunter. Also, um, during the um, interview with uh, Biden, you know, he blamed the other guy, you know, Trump. But wasn't one of our presidents that said the buck stops here? And so here he is, the most powerful man quote unquote, in the, in the world. And, you know, he's blaming somebody else. Yeah. You so know what? But, but you know what? It's par for the course, Ben. He seems to blame everybody. You know, like, I, I mean, he blames uh, Putin for gas prices, even though they rose well before Putin invaded. Um, he blames, obviously, Putin for the invasion. And certainly Putin is to blame for it. But he doesn't talk about his weakness that sort of opened the door. Um, and he does. And about the border, it's like, um, uh, it's somebody else's fault. Uh, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and the latest is on the classified documents, he's blaming his staff. I mean, it's like he, he doesn't seem to want to take responsibility. And he's the commander in chief. I mean, they, what like you just said, the buck should stop with him. It would be refreshing to hear him take some responsibility. But he takes zero on anything, Ben. And it's really frustrating. 
Yeah, I, I do agree. I do agree. And um, so um, for next election, vote Trump. And it would be great if we had like a Trump uh, DeSantis uh, ticket. Then, you know, I think it'd be unstoppable. Yeah. And you never know. You never know. I, I tend to think DeSantis is either going to want to run for president or nothing. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to run this time. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever see them team up. Of course, listen, he owes really his political future to Trump because Trump backed him. And that's the only way he got to be elected in Florida the first time. Second time, obviously, did very well, obviously, and handily won. But you could make the case if Trump didn't back him the first time, he wouldn't have even won the primary down there. I mean, he was it was it was a tough one for him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, he might sit it out and Trump does it or it might be uh, they go mano a mano and maybe they team up. Uh, I agree with you. That would be a force du jour. No question about it. Ben, thank yeah. you very much. Let's go to Susan. Um, Susan on line six. Susan, your thoughts. Well, hi there. Everyone is like tiptoeing around. You know, why would this be happening? How could, you know, all of these things with uh, China spying, uh, you know, just in the open uh, hemisphere? Oh, isn't it just like so a uh, question? What could be happening? Well, guess what? There are a few people like Monica Crowley and Colonel um, Oliver North that have said the quiet part out loud that given and it's not about hunter biden it's about what hunter biden said that that the uh funds are given to the big guy 10 20 30 percent they have so much information this is when he was vice president our so-called uh president right now uh biden so why is everybody just like being so like a uh, Pollyanna, oh my goodness, why would this be happening? They actually came out with it's called blackmail. Well, well, Susan, leverage, Susan, leverage. Susan, do you believe that he is compromised? That that he's the big guy and that he's compromised? Oh, I, I, isn't it? That's that's from all in the uh, uh, that's all in the records. That he has received all this, these funds, and that, um, you know, we gave away Bagram uh, uh, in the uh, air 400 base. miles yep. the in air Afghanistan. Base. But, but Susan. $85 billion. Hey, Susan, Come on. Susan. Everything is in, in China's favor that he's doing. Now, hey, listen, Susan, I, I, I feel your anger because I agree with you. There, I, I mean, it seems inconceivable. Uh, somebody who's acting in America's interest, which is what the president's supposed to be doing, wouldn't be giving away Bagram, just like you said, because the Chinese took it over. Apparently, they got all that equipment, too. Remember, the it's like the $80 billion uh, worth of equipment that we left behind. Apparently, uh, the uh, Taliban gave it to the Chinese. They're doing reverse engineering on that. And then they send a balloon, and we don't even have the guts to shoot it down for eight days. Um, there is something really fishy. And just like you said, it's it's awfully uh, questionable, all the money to the sun. And that's why, Susan, even though Biden keeps brushing it off, and we're going to play later on in the show some of these comments that he made, like, oh, no, they're there basically with Hunter. It's all like a GOP uh, right-wing conspiracy. Sound familiar? That's what Hillary Clinton used to say. Um, I agree with you. This absolutely needs to be looked at. And what would be so powerful 
is what comes out. You know, let's see. Let's see. Because now the GOP is in control and they are going to have subpoena power, not just for individuals like Hunter Biden. Come on up. Um, but also they're going to have subpoena power for his business associates, all these other people and bank records, phone records. That's when we will find out, did the big guy indeed get the cash? We know that there are emails saying the big guy wants it. The big guy's putting pressure. Dad's putting pressure on me. All of these things. But it would be really powerful if you can get the receipts that actually show X amount went to Hunter Biden, which we know it did. So where did it go from there? So did it definitely go to the shell company and then somehow ended up in Biden's hands or maybe Biden's brother? Uh, was there a new house, a new company, a new something that sprung up? Uh, you can bet that the GOP is going to get to the bottom of it. Look, they've only been in power a short time and already they've started with the Hunter Biden hearings uh, full swing. So I can't wait to see what they uncover and if all the dots connect. Uh, Susan, thank you. You are awesome. And I love your patriotism. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about the China spy balloon and the poor handling by President Biden. Here is Congressman Andy Biggs, his take on all this. His weakness is further empowering China. Uh, and, and he has to push back in very strong, meaningful ways. And if he can't do it, then he needs to get out of the way. Because he is, his weakness with China, with North Korea, with Iran, with, with, with Russia uh, prior to Ukraine, all of this indicates uh, why bad guys in the world continue to uh, expand their efforts to uh, whether it's a regional power or like a rising international power like China. They want to expand their efforts and their areas in, of influence and power. He has got to be stronger. That balloon should have been shot out over the Bering Street, uh, out of the sky over the Bering Strait or mm-hmm. over the Aleutians. Yeah, absolutely. Why did he wait? And why is he still so tepid on China? In the next hour, I'm going to play some comments that he made. And it is stunning. It's like, oh, well, uh, uh, I've told Xi Jinping that, uh, you know, we just want to compete. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine if a spy balloon from America went anywhere near China or Russia? They would, like, shoot it down with, like, 30 missiles and have, like, a parade marching it, showing, like, the evil empire. You know? I mean, this is insane. This is sheer insanity, and it begets weakness, and it begets attacks from others, and that's what really saddens me. one 800 848 Let's go to Tommy. Line two. Your thoughts about all this, Tom? Rita, come on. This is—it's been— so obvious, and it's really, really just a matter of, come on, if you have, have common sense. All right, so what's so obvious? Go ahead, fill us in, enlighten us. Let me, let me tell you this. Um, I think the balloon had a hell of a lot more direction than Biden's speech the other night, to be honest with you. I agree. Um, he, at least at least, he, the, at least the balloon knew which areas it was going to, and it was clear. Biden was like, uh, had, had, uh. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't have a fractured... Um, uh, I guess backing, if you know what I mean. You know, you sell you, you sell yourself to the devil, you're going to get the votes. Oh, I'm sorry, did I say that? But anyway, I think you might know what I mean when I do say that. 
So what's your point with the whole thing? Are you trying to say that there's obviously uh, serious questions with China, serious questions with the Democratic Party? I think Joe Biden is uh, he's been compromised. And I certainly do think his son was the one of the I guess uh, he was he navigated part of that and just made it very, you know, very, very, I guess, lucrative to the, uh, the Biden family. Well, that's why I think, it, just as you said, Tommy, um, that it needs to be, first of all, uh, totally investigated. If you're going to go after the president of the United States, because this is an investigation, not of Hunter, of uh, President Joe Biden. Clearly, Hunter is a troubled soul. That's putting it nicely. Um, so this guy who took in tons of money, he knows he didn't have the experience, the expertise. He knows it was trying to curry favor with his father, who was then the vice president at the time. And we also know uh, that the money kept coming. So clearly people who were paying him felt they were getting their money's worth at least a couple times. So what did they get in return? And where did the money go? Just as you said. So if we can prove that money trail and prove also, A, the money went somewhere, influence went somewhere, uh, boy, is he in big time trouble. And that's why I think when he sits and laughs about the, oh, no, you know, nothing to see there with Hunter Biden. Uh, I think he is extraordinarily concerned about Hunter Biden. I've talked to people who know him well, and they are very concerned about Hunter Biden. He's really worried because I think there's some there there, and he just doesn't want it uncovered. And I think it's going to look really bad. And the question is, how bad? Let's go to Anastasia on line three. Anastasia, your thoughts. Good evening, Rita. Thank you for answering my call. And I I believe Huckabee Sanders the other day said it clearly on what Biden is performing right now. He's showing weakness to the whole world, not only to China. Everybody right now, we are being uh, threatened from many directions because of the way he's performing. He showed clearly from the beginning that he is not he doesn't know what he's doing by leaving all that equipment in Afghanistan. It's going from bad to worse. And now it came to the balloon. And I believe clearly that he definitely is compromised with China. And he was allowing them with all these documents that they found and they're not showing the American people what they found. I believe there's something really serious cooking over there, and and I I do believe in my heart that he is the weakest president, the most dangerous person America ever had. Wow, that's a very strong statement, Anastasia. I will say that his weakness is stunning to me. And just as you pointed out with Afghanistan, I mean, I think about the border, And now the China spy balloon. Could it get any worse? We're going to continue with your calls. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
man word tonight uh, that former Vice President Pence has been subpoenaed by special counsel Jack Smith. That is the special counsel that is investigating President Trump and January 6th. Again, just getting word here on the Rita Cosby show that former Vice President Pence, uh, who certainly had different opinions about the handling of January 6th than his former boss, President Trump, also Pence eyeing a potential run for president himself. He has not formally announced, but just came out with a book recently and in some ways has complimented his former boss. In other ways, he has criticized him, certainly has criticized him about January 6th. And now we understand that special counsel Jack Smith has subpoenaed the vice president for documents and also testimony. So he wants paperwork and also for him to come in uh, to testify under oath before the special counsel and provide details about President Trump and January 6th. We will keep you posted on that. uh, But it shows that Jack Smith is following many, many different leads. A lot of people were wondering, is he still following the Trump classified documents investigation? Uh, probably not related to Biden, uh, to uh, rather Pence in that case, probably more on January 6th, you would imagine the reason he got the subpoena. Uh, but Jack Smith, many people are wondering, is he still even pursuing the documents after everything that happened with President Biden and the classified documents? And speaking of Biden, he was asked just a little bit ago on PBS with Judy Woodruff, about the classified documents. And you got to listen to this. This is a guy we were just talking about, the fact that he doesn't take responsibility for anything. Everything is past the buck as opposed to the buck stops here. And President Biden was asked about the classified documents that were found in his home. And also remember at the Penn Biden office, remember a lot by that beloved Corvette that good old Hunter Biden was driving around in all the time. Nothing to see there, right? Well, President Biden was asked specifically about why did he have these classified documents, some of them related decades back to when he was senator. And what did he do? He blamed his staffers for moving. Listen to this one. I'm not at liberty, and I'm not even sure. I I made voluntarily. No one's had to threaten to do anything. Voluntarily opened every single aperture I have with the house, offices, everything for them to come and look and spend hours searching my home, invited them. Nobody. And so, and the best of my knowledge, the kinds of things they picked up were things that from 1974 and stray papers. There may be something else I don't know. But one of the things that happened is that what was not done well is as they packed up my offices to move them, they didn't do the kind of job that should have been done to go thoroughly through every single piece of literature that's there. So he's talking about the offices. First off, let's get something straight. The Penn Biden Center was set up after he left the vice presidency. And it was a couple of years after he left the vice presidency. He's claiming the person who moved the documents uh, somehow moved them from there to elsewhere. The documents, as he just said, some of them are dating back to 1974. He claims he doesn't know what's in the documents or anything, and yet he just revealed there in that interview that some of them date back to 1974. What was he doing with documents related back to 1974 that are apparently classified? How long has he had and how many classified documents does he have if they date all the way back to 1974 and they should have never even been in the Penn Biden office to begin with? 
He shouldn't have taken them if he was senator. And if he had them, they should have been in a protected skiff in an area. And those were only the documents related to his time as vice president. So there are so many questions here. And that's all he would say. He wouldn't answer anything else. And then Judy Woodruff, in this interview with President Biden, asked him about the China balloon. And she said, as a result of the China balloon incident, is there issues now? Is there a schism between you and the Chinese president? And he was like, no, no big deal. Like, basically, not a problem. What a disaster is this guy. Take a listen to this response when he was asked about relations between China and the U.S. Have relations now between the U.S. and China taken a big hit, no. frankly? No. How do you know? I know. I talked to him. You've talked to Xi Jinping? talked to Xi Jinping before. I, and our, our team talks to their people. During this and yeah, since? Yeah, after that. I haven't talked to him during this. I haven't talked to him during this. That was really interesting. If I were Judy Woodruff, and I know Judy, I like Judy. I think she's a decent reporter, but she missed some moments here. She should have said, uh, excuse me, Mr. President, there's a spy balloon coming from our biggest foe, one of our biggest foes for sure. And it's coming into our country. And you didn't even pick up the phone and call Xi Jinping because he just admitted that he didn't call them during this crisis. Can you imagine President Trump would have picked up the phone in two seconds? And then she also said, what message have you basically sent to Xi Jinping? What's the message that you and your team are sending to Xi Jinping? Uh, Basically, don't you dare ever send anything into this territory again? No. Listen to this wimpy response from our current president. I made it real clear to Xi Jinping that uh, we're going to compete fully with China, but we're not going to look at, we're not looking for conflict. And, uh, and that's been the case so far. I don't think so. First off, they're clearly looking for problems. They sent a spy balloon over our country and apparently a number of others, dozens of others to other countries. We're now learning that they may have sent as many as 40 to different countries uh, and more than that in each country. I mean, this is an enormous amount of spy balloons that they're doing all over the place. Many of them either in the United States or headed to the United States. We're finding out that the new one had Western hardware attached to it, U.S. writing on it. And the best that you can do is say, we just don't want a conflict. Uh, We're just going to compete economically. Do you think that that's what Xi Jinping is thinking, and what a bunch of weakness from this president. To me, it's embarrassing. And General Breedlove, he used to be the former head of NATO, Philip Breedlove, he basically said that this is very serious, this incursion of the spy balloon, because he says that what it is is it's very likely a dry run for something else that China is planning, either against America or Taiwan or somewhere else, and that this president better wake up. Take a listen. We actually, in war in the past, as well as our opponents, use what we call conditioning. The example of Russia is very good. They use exercises, the one called Zapad, every couple of years to move these mass forces up against the borders of the Baltic nations. And then right before the invasions of 2014, they had several exercises where they move all these forces up against the borders and then they go back home they call it an exercise and then they go back home and then magically they go up against the border and this time it's not an exercise they come across 
This is an example of conditioning. If, in fact, we are hearing now that these balloons have been flying through our space for some time, I believe that's yet to be confirmed and determined. But we have been reported or has been reported to us that they've been doing this for some time. And so they may be conditioning us to try to lull us into accepting this kind of behavior so that the time they mean harm, they can make harm. That's a really scary premise that this is sort of common practice to sort of like tip your toes in and then try to, you know, basically condition individuals. So when it does happen, they've already, oh, it's just another balloon over there. And guess what? Based on the way our president handled it, I would not be surprised. What scary stuff. What are your thoughts on all this, guys? one 800 848 Let's go to BJ, line five. Uh, BJ, are you as concerned at this president's just lackluster, uh, apathetic answers? Well, not only am I concerned, but what I, again, I'm looking for what's not being said. Men of goodwill from both parties should be condemning his position. This is a clear dry run from the CCP to see what else that they can pull, how far they can push this presidency, this administration, before they'll do anything. And it's all because of his compromised, dubious, and duplicitous uh, 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 conflicts of interest that he's had that were laid out in the book uh, uh, red-handed by Peter Schweitzer and by Laptop from Hell from Miranda Devine. That's the blueprint. We need tough guys on these committees, commu- committees in Congress. We need Comer. We need uh, uh, Jim Jordan. Uh, we need guys like uh, um, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio in the Senate. They need to stand up and denounce what's going on because what's going on now is put the entire – not just American Jeopardy, in my opinion, but every one of our allies, they're all looking at our, our administration and they're saying, well, what do you think they're going to do? And what happens if the Chinese get the be- get, get best, they best us in this, in this, uh, uh, in this uh, global uh, you know, game of chicken? What do you think is going to happen to us? So this is a very serious situation. Mike Pompeo pointed this out as well. You know, Donald Trump was smeared throughout his presidency. He was impeached two, couple, two or three times. Uh, they did this crazy Mueller report, spent forty million bucks on it. And how does that, how that interfaces with the world, is very important. What do you think a country like Israel or any of our other allies look at our our president and say, well, are we going to be dealing with him in six months, or is he going to be asked to leave office? He's going to be forced to resign. This is a this is this has implications that has at least five dimensions added where we don't even see them. So, yeah, I'm very concerned. You know what I, I'm also very concerned about, too, is this arrogance that this man reflects. He doesn't even <clears throat> address these allegations as if the American people don't deserve to know. Uh, these are serious allegations. These are allegations if anyone came to you or I individually and said, hey, look, you know, we're accusing your integrity here. And we have a lot of proof against uh, whether or not you're in, uh, have integrity, the type of integrity that you need to do your job to be trusted. You would take that very seriously. This guy just smirks, walks away, laughs it off, 
And uh, this is not what the American people deserve. Yeah, 1,000 percent. I agree with you, BJ. It's such a belittling attitude that he has and basically like, oh, no, no, no. And and like tells you enough stories that at some point I'm hoping you're going to believe it. And then when it comes to the Hunter Biden probe, it's like, oh, there's nothing there there. Meanwhile, we know privately he's extremely concerned and he should be concerned because look at the enormous amount of money his son brought in. And you look at the texts. We now know that that laptop we always knew. Uh, I always believed that the New York Post reporting was accurate. Now other media are reporting it. It's clearly there. Uh, even his attorneys, Hunter Biden's attorneys, saying we don't want people disseminating Hunter's information from the laptop, even though they're saying they won't concede it's his laptop. Uh, obviously, it's his laptop. Uh, but it's such an interesting dance. So they are worried about it. Uh, they're trying to go on the offense and also try to belittle it. Yet that, to me, just reinstates why we have to look into it, because there's clearly something there. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to play the comments, because BJ was talking about Biden sort of dismissive. And where do you hear what he said about the Hunter, the Biden probe and why he thinks, you know, uh, that the GOP is looking into his son? Could it be because he took so much money from corrupt individuals? Could it be because he said the big guy was pressuring him? Uh, We're going to talk about that when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And we are getting more details about this Chinese spy balloon. Uh, Some of the pieces have been retrieved off the coast of South Carolina. Some are still at the bottom of the ocean. And they are finding out uh, that this device, this balloon, had communications which had an antenna, um, had also solar panels, that they were able to monitor U.S. communications. And also it had some device that it was able to actually pinpoint where the person was that was having the communications. So they were trying to intercept conversations, intercept individuals, get details of their locations, locations also of military hardware. I mean, there's a lot of stuff here. And this is obviously extremely serious. And yet our president just seems so tepid with China. And a lot of you, and me too included, were wondering why. Uh, Does it have to do with his son Hunter, who took so much money from Chinese officials, Chinese companies. And remember, President Biden said he never met these business people. He also said, remember, uh, that Hunter's the smartest guy he knows. Obviously, both of those things are a lie because there's pictures with Biden, with these business people. We know that Hunter went on Air Force Two when the president was then vice president, and they went on Air Force Two to China together. Don't you kind of wonder why your son's on a flight to China? Is he there to do takeout food? I don't think so. I think he's there to, like, do some business deal. He's not just looking for frequent flyer miles on Air Force Two. He's not going to get it. He did get a free ride, though. So there are so many questions here. And so I'm glad at least Judy Woodruff of PBS, she didn't basically come at him. I would have come at him. I would have spent an hour just on Hunter Biden with him on this. There are so many questions. This is why he barely does any interviews. He's done, I think it's 33 interviews since he's been president. And at this time, uh, Obama had done over 200 and Trump had done over 100. So that's a far cry from this president who is very careful on who he talks to. But it's so obvious that even Judy Woodruff of PBS had to ask him about the Hunter Biden probe. And listen, he just 
dismissed it. Take a listen. One of the things Republicans say is a priority for them is investigating your family, your son Hunter, your brother Jim. They talk about uh, uh, access that they say others have gotten because of you, because of your political success. How do you how do you plan to to deal with that? The public's not going to pay attention to that. They they want these guys to do something. If the only thing they can do is make up things about my family. It's not going to go very far. How outrageous! Make up things about his family. We're not making it up. It's on the videotape, and, and clearly, it's on Hunter Biden's own laptop in his own emails on the laptop. Everything's there. It's like, here, I'm doing getting this money. I'm doing this. You're seeing transactions. You're finding out all this stuff. Now the question is for the GOP committee to follow the breadcrumbs and see where they lead. And do they lead, indeed, to President Biden? There's a lot of there there. And this president, all the Democrats were slamming the Trump family. And now you got Hunter Biden cracked out, drugged out, porned out. He's on videotape. You see it all. Uh, the guy can't figure out uh, Parmesan cheese. Yeah, where's that Parmesan cheese? Let's just bring it on back. Because this is the guy, and you're wondering why he's being investigated, that maybe his family could be compromised? You know, I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that re- even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone anyone that you know yeah uh that's uh for sure there's no doubt about that 1-800-848-9222 uh let's go to tommy line three tommy your thoughts about all this oh good evening Rita. always a pleasure um this whole debacle with Hunter and the Biden family, uh, it's a teachable moment for us right now. You know, as an American and a retired military sergeant, it is up to us as patriots to help people see what's going on with Biden and his administration. And um, and what are we learning in the teachable you know, have, moment? Well, we have to show them that, that, that this is a, um, a f- whole thing is wrong. I mean, a president does not do these things. He does not give couch out to another country um, and, and allow his um, I'm sure it has to be his guilt that holds him back from uh, from doing anything bad to or saying anything bad about Xi Jinping. And uh, we have to tell our Democratic friends, if you have any, that they got to sh- tell them the truth and show them the truth. Don't yell at them. Tell them the truth. Show it to them. You know, and thank you very much. You, John Katsimatidis, for bringing the truth back to radio, back to America, and back to all Americans. And they need to stop protecting the uh, the media. The media needs to stop protecting Barding. It's ridiculous. And, so I got Tommy, one question you. for you. Yeah, go ahead, Tommy. Thank you, by the way, for the nice words. But, I, you know, our job is to just report the truth wherever it goes. And that's why, you know, they do need to follow through with these documents because let's see where they lead. If they can prove in the documents, because now they have, I bring up the whole fact, subpoena power, uh, which is why I still wonder... Why were Biden's like attorneys suddenly looking in the Penn Biden office? November 2nd is when they claim they found the first ones. Were they just sudden suddenly searching for documents or was he worried that now a GOP house would start doing investigations and searches and he was doing something preemptive? It's a fair question to ask. Uh, Now, go ahead with your question, Tommy. Sorry. 
Uh-huh. I like that. Anyway, so how did you like the Lion Biden state of delusion and confusion address? That's what I want to know. Oh, my God. That, that is a very good phrase. It definitely uh, was confusing. Um, and it was meandering. And, and to me, it just epitomized weakness. And first of all, so many of the comments, Tommy, that he made on the economy and everything else were incorrect because he was making it sound like he's the great creator in chief. And if you look at covid um, if he had done nothing, more jobs would have been created. So, I mean, you know, he should have just sat back. It would have helped America. Uh, the second part also is more important also on the weakness issue that we've been talking tonight. It's really scary. The way he just glossed over China, glossed over border, uh, it's really disheartening. We're going to continue, everybody, with your calls, Tommy. Thanks for the nice one. And also, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Dr. Stephen Soloway, who is going to be talking about Twitter censoring expert doctors' opinions on vaccines. This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a powerful story coming from Port St. Lucie, Florida, where a U.S. Air Force veteran and his wife received the news of a lifetime. They received a brand-new mortgage-free home in Port St. Lucie, awarded by National Home Builder Pulte Group through the company's Built to Honor program. It happened earlier this month when U.S. Air Force Master Sergeant Frankie Riley met with the group's division leaders to talk about homes. He believed that he was interviewing as part of the application process to get a home potentially at some point. But when he arrived, the team shared the big and surprising news. He said, quote, this has been the surprise of a lifetime, and we're incredibly grateful to everyone for making this happen for us. It is a dream come true. U.S. Air Force Master Sergeant Frankie Riley joined the military in 1994, and he served honorably for 24 years before being medically retired. He was seriously injured during a special operation while he was acting as a jump master. As his parachute deployed, it caught his leg, it pulled it backwards, causing very severe trauma to his leg and foot that found him at two different level one trauma centers. He now has permanent paralysis in his right leg as he continues. He also has PTSD and traumatic brain injury. And that is not holding him back. Not only does he have a new home, but he also has a new dream. He is planning to become a Paralympic cycling athlete and hopes to qualify for the Olympics. What a great, great story and powerful story about the will and determination of our great veterans and also how beautiful that the community and that this great organization, the Pulte Group there in Florida, giving him a brand new home. Well, everybody, take a listen to this. This is Congresswoman Nancy Mace, Republican of South Carolina, grilling yesterday Twitter's now-fired legal chief, Vijaya Gaddy, over why the site squashed expert opinions from very educated doctors who were writing information that they thought were maybe there were some questions about the COVID lockdowns. Maybe there were some questions about the vaccines. And they got shut out from Twitter. And boy, Nancy Mace unloaded yesterday on Twitter. Take a listen to this. My first question this morning of Ms. Gaddy, may I ask of you, where did you go to medical school? I did not go to medical school. I'm sorry? 
I did not go to medical school. That's what I thought. Why do you think you or anyone else at Twitter had the medical expertise to censor a doctor's expert opinion? Our policies regarding COVID were designed to protect individuals. We were seeing You guys censored Harvard-educated doctors, Stanford-educated doctors, doctors that are educated in the best places in the world, and you silenced those voices. An explosive hearing on Capitol Hill this week where Republicans asked former Twitter executives how they had the expertise to actually block and censor information from medical experts like those from Stanford and Harvard on the risks of vaccines and also COVID lockdowns. Well, joining us to talk about all of this is Dr. Stephen Soloway, an esteemed doctor. He's also the author of a number of big books, uh, including Bad Medicine. You can check it out on badmedicinebook.net. Uh, Dr. Soloway, great to have you here on the Rita Cosby Show. Rita, it is a pleasure to join you tonight. I'm so excited about the topic. Yeah, this is so important. What do you make of the fact that Twitter executives sort of took it upon themselves to decide, oh, well, that's misinformation. Uh, The public doesn't deserve to find that out. And it comes from information from esteemed doctors. I mean, that's an incredible process. And the fact that they really didn't have any good excuse for it. They're not doctors themselves. They were just kind of on Capitol Hill going, "Uh, uh, uh, I don't really know why we did it. We sort of thought we were doing the right thing. Uh, think about the disservice to the American public. Um, sadly, social media and government overreach does not care about the American public one iota. And the Twitters of the world are a proxy to steal your free speech. The government says you have free speech. They pass the free speech over to Twitter or somebody like Twitter. And then Twitter will decide what you can hear if you can hear it and what's going on in the world and they're going to lie you have to remember it's called social media because they didn't watch archie bunker and they don't know it's called the idiot box so everybody who's glued to social media should know that they're not supposed to hear the truth they're hearing the government far left wing communist party of america they're hearing people be shut up they're hearing expert opinions not heard Everything you said about how can they possibly let Twitter uh, supersede the knowledge of qualified doctors is just it's insulting to anybody who has a thinking mind. And unfortunately, there are too many far left extremists who have followers who are sheep and want to be taken care of from birth to death. They don't want to work. They're not hungry. They're not interested because the government's going to take care of everybody and they're going to live just like they live in China and Russia and all these third world dumps where there's nothing truthful and people are executed for saying the wrong thing. They're imprisoned for talking incorrectly or politically incorrect. So what you see when people are smashed for not telling or not being allowed to speak out is really just a proxy of our government, which is pitiful right now. There is no no leadership, and therefore the Twitters of the world and the Google and the Instagram and the keeping up with the Kardashian stuff, all of this stuff is nonsense, and people should 
ban it and get off of it. And there should be real news and news should be vetted by real news people. And the people that are on the stations giving expert opinions should be vetted like they are from Stanford or Harvard or whichever university. And um, then the whole conversation about is the news real or not won't have to keep coming up. And, and the fact that it affects people's health care, my God, you know, it's hard enough to be a patient. But if you're a patient and you're being fed lies, then then what chance do you have at getting well or having faith in your doctor? I mean, no one has faith in the government right now. No thinking person does. And no thinking person who gets sick would have faith in their doctor or the healthcare system. Everything is a facade. It's a joke. It's insane. It's just, you know, I, I hope it changes and I hope things can go back to normal. I won't even say great again. I'll just say normal and that'd be fine. You know, uh, Dr. Soloway, as you're talking about the facts, too, what's astounding is even some of these doctors uh, that were raising the red flag on vaccines, a lot of the information they have now uh, that they said before that people said, oh, that's interesting. I want to learn more about it. Again, it was blocked out by Twitter. A lot of it turned out to be true. I mean, they were talking about problems, and now we're hearing even some reports of potential even heart issues, uh, blood clots. Um, You're right. The public deserves to know and especially when it's coming to something that has to do with their own body. The government no longer feels it's important for you to know the truth. The government knows what's best for you, and that's how these type of government regimes work. And unfortunately, we have that type of regime right now. And, you know, to extend this out, you know, it's very frightening when you look at that squad in the Congress. Um, These people are insane. They, They don't even belong in this country, let alone having leadership positions, let alone making expert decisions about healthcare and medicine. It's it's frightening. We have no freedom of speech. We're losing all of our freedoms right in front of our eyes right now. It's happening in lifetime. History is being made here in the U.S. We're losing our freedoms, and it's it's horrible. You know, um, you have a book out. It's called Bad Medicine. Um, what's sort of your diagnosis for Americans? What's the most important thing that they need to know? Thing number one is you need to stay healthy by exercising and eating correctly. Thing number two is if you get sick, you better ask your friends and family who's the correct doctor for that problem. And you'd want to see a self-employed doctor who's motivated to work, not somebody employed by the health system. If you're if you're going to go to a doctor who's employed by the health system, then you are um, 15 minute visit and that's it. You can't talk. You can't be heard. They're not listening to you. They're only documenting on the computer. Today's medical student is not learning medicine. Today's medical student is learning how to simply input data to a computer. The nurses are learning how to put data into a computer. The government is auditing people at night while they sleep because the uh, Obama administration forced us to start using the electronic medical record. And uh, so the formula is to avoid this by finding a doctor who's not affiliated with a system, who's on their own, who's going to refer you to the best people no matter where they are, and is not financially owned by a system and listening to a system. You know, you want to be on a medicine, you should be able to get the medicine that works for you. If you pay for your insurance and you're up to date, why why is somebody at a corporate level making the decisions for your health care? Why? It doesn't make sense. Um, again, government overreach, you lost your freedom of health care, you definitely lost your doctor. Uh, it's worse if you're in a hospital, you have no idea who's coming in. They change shift every few hours, they don't speak English, 
They don't know who you are. They're not interested in you. And yet they have to document everything as if they did a complete physical exam and they never touched you and they barely talked to you. And this is the reality of what's going on. I was a patient. I wrote about my story. And, you know, if it can happen to a, a doctor of decades of experience who is a full professor, it, it can definitely happen to you. I'm a department chairman. Um, so, again, if it happens to me, nobody's immune to this kind of stuff. Nobody. Which is really frightening and why I'm so glad that you are raising the alarm bells. Um, Dr. Stephen Soloway, it is really awesome to have you here on the show. you got to come back again soon. And everybody, to get more details, badmedicinebook.net. Thank you for being here and thank you for speaking out. Rita, what a pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much. Great to have you here, Doctor. Wow, that was really interesting. And from someone there who is on the front lines in medicine, what are your thoughts, everybody? Let's go to Norm uh, on line three. Uh, Norm, uh, you just heard from Dr. Stephen Soloway talking about what he has seen firsthand and his views. Uh, that was, wow, no holds barred, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never had Twitter, uh, Rita, but I, I have noticed, well, not noticed, the last three years, uh, since this pandemic began, um, it's been very, very hard to communicate with other people who um, wanted to protest some of these things, uh, the mandates, the lockdowns, and um, and to get uh, to get alternative information. For example, um, the group that I marched with quite a bit, New York Freedom Rally, I would uh, initially when I heard about them, I went to Google, and uh, their schedule. They put up anything related to their activities after 2019 was basically scrubbed, like nightly. Like if you would put something up on there, they would scrub them. You you could you couldn't get any information about that. So it became like for a person like me who didn't have Twitter. I mean, I I depended upon the kindness of my friends to call me and say, hey, there's going to be a rally this Friday, uh, come join us. And uh, it's yeah, it's we're. Uh, there's been a lot of censorship. I mean, for the many for the many rallies that we had, thousands and thousands of people um, on, on a weekly basis. Um, the Post, the, 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 certainly the New York Times, no, no totally ignored. And you'd have uh, you'd have a, a rally of a bunch of uh, I don't know the BLM, uh, you know, burn, burn it down radicals. Sure enough, that would be covered. Well, that's why Norm, Norm, Norm with- look at look at the Hunter Biden case, too. I mean, that's the other thing, um, like the way the vaccines and all the things like you just said. And, and I know that you were, um, you know, I thought so courageous out there talking about it um, and also defending um, people who were fired, like, you know, police and law enforcement. That was outrageous. Um, some of the mandates in the military. I mean, all of that is so crazy when you look back at all of that stuff. And now some of the new details that we know, many of the things the doctors suspected and others suspected have turned out to be at least right in part for sure and should have been looked at um, in terms of, you know, risks or issues and all that. And so it's outrageous and it's sort of par for the course, as we also saw with the Hunter Biden case. Um, remember, they Twitter blocked out. They didn't want to hear anything that was like anti-vaccine. They didn't want to hear anything that was anti-Biden. And um, and by the way, I want to play this again, everybody. Um, this is Hunter Biden question given to President uh, Biden just a little bit ago. I want to play this again because he thinks, oh, these things shouldn't be looked into. Like he's like telling us and telling the GOP, don't go into the Hunter thing. There's nothing there there, which makes me suspect there really is. Take a listen. One of the things Republicans say is a priority for them is investigating your family, your son, Hunter 
your brother, Jim. They talk about uh, uh, access that they say others have gotten because of you, because of your political success. How do you how do you plan to to deal with that? The public's not going to pay attention to that. They they want these guys to do something. If the only thing they can do is make up things about my family, it's not going to go very far. That is outrageous. That people are making up things about it's it is on the laptop. The emails are out there. They have been confirmed. This is outrageous. What are your thoughts? And Biden just says, oh, don't worry, you shouldn't be looking into my family. Nothing to see there. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. Well, Twitter censored COVID, vaccine issues, the lockdowns, remember, a lot of stuff. And they also censored Hunter Biden. Remember the whole New York Post story. And they are under the microscope now. Let's go to your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania. Line three. Dave, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Thanks for taking my call. You know, the whole COVID healthcare policy of our country was so myopic that, you know, you thought that the only thing that mattered in healthcare was to avoid a virus. And I don't know if you were aware, but John Hopkins did like a like a 70-page detailed report that in chapter verse explained why the American uh, policy on managing COVID was a complete failure. Facebook, when I, I remember sharing that study, I got a notice saying, you know, fact checkers evaluate this and the study is taken out of context. They were trying, they were discrediting it systematically. That study by John Hopkins. So here's what you know. A world-class healthcare institution being um, discredited by so-called uh, social media experts. And when I researched the the, uh, the fact checkers, I forget the name of the organization. It was a leftist organization that was doing the analysis. So scary. I just want to add to that. And no, and, and by the way, Dave, I'm glad you brought that up because you know one of the other things I was thinking of when I was talking to the doctor was um, how Dr. Jay Bhattacharya. Uh, was blocked. That's the guy from Stanford. And you just heard from Dr. Stephen Soloway. He was like, I can't, you know, he said this happens all the time uh, and that we have to sort of take social media as a social machine, not a, uh, a factual machine. And but it also clearly they come from a point of view. And boy, were they interjecting themselves uh, to block, like you said, Johns Hopkins reports to block uh, esteemed doctors from Harvard and Stanford as if these uh, Twitter people, and, and I love that exchange with Nancy Mace that we just played because she's like, uh, uh, you know, are you a doctor? Are you, you know, do you have some sort of bona fides to be able to like say that this isn't correct? No, uh, no, I just sort of thought like, I mean, how frightening is it that these people had such power? Um, and part of the reason also, of course, the Twitter hearings are happening is to find out uh, what they knew and didn't know about Hunter Biden. Did they check? Did they not check? Boy, it's going to get really interesting. Um, let's go to Stan real quick. Stan, line one. Stan, your thoughts. Uh, I want to. Con- I'm going off topic quickly. I want to congratulate Mitt Romney for taking on George Santos and giving him the iceberg right in the face, telling him get the hell out. I saw him use the words "get out." He said that was wonderful to this great senator who I disagree on many things. I salute you. You were right on, right in his face. 
By the deserves- way, did, did you see uh, um, his response? Santos' yeah, response yeah, yeah. was not so very right. Mormon of you. <laughs> yeah, 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 that idiot. But it was it was on C-SPAN, and you, you, all, no words were needed. You could see him look right at him and say, bing, bang, boom, get the hell out of the room. Now, what it, about, what about real quick, Stan, because you just have a little left. I want to make know, sure I'm I get sorry. to you. No, about Hunter. Um, he, Biden says, no, they're there. Uh, don't look. Let me in. tell just you Just ignore the fact that my son made tens of millions of dollars. All right, here it is. He intends to run for re-election, correct? If he thought this guy, I mean, he has been, you know, people have underestimated this man. If he's going to run again, and if he's going to run, he said he must know if there's anything. And Hunter Biden might have spent money left and right, but it was all for not for business deals that went nowhere. So that's what they'll find. The big, as they call him, the big guy. I don't think he took a dime for nothing. He ain't that stupid. And he's going to run for re-election. If there was something, Rita, for God's sake, I don't think he'd run. He knows he's not that stupid. Actually, Stan, I'll answer the question. I think he is that stupid. And I think he thinks, sadly, that the American public is that stupid. I think if he, he thinks, sadly, that if he can like run a campaign, remember last time he ran from his basement and the whole campaign was orange man bad. Um, and I just find it inconceivable that this guy who was so drugged out, coked out, uh, cracked out by his own admission, porned out by his own admission, you can see it on the videotape, um, all of that stuff, and took so much money, and he knows he didn't have the experience. I mean, this is all his own words, basically, Hunter Biden. And then there's emails that show, Dad is putting pressure on me to make more deals. Dad is putting, you know, and then we find out he was giving a whole bunch of money. I I mean, there are just a lot of questions here. We haven't, I'm always careful because we haven't been able to connect all the dots, um, but he sure as heck took in so much money, and some of these emails just don't look good on the surface. And so it's absolutely worth investigating to see if there's there there. Absolutely, 1,000%. Um, and I think he is that stupid. Uh, let's go to John real quick on line eight. Go ahead, John. Hey, Rita. Now we know that uh, when, uh, which called Romney uh, approached Santos and he told him to get out, uh, Santos' response was, now you know that he's a racist because he's Brazilian and he's going after Hispanic. And now we know Stan is a white supremacist, too. Because that's what you're labeled when you do something stupid like that. So, Stan, uh, nice to see a white racist. Oh, you know what? I just think Stan, I don't think Stan is that. I think Stan uh, needs to take his rosy-colored glasses off because he thinks Biden walks on water. And every night when he calls me, I wonder what he's drinking. Because, boy, it's some awfully strong stuff if he thinks Biden's alert and cognizant. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.